As I take my summer break from this podcast, I leave you with this prompt. Look around. Are you in a place that gives you wings? Find your place that gives you wings and go to it. This is Studio Confessions, the art and wellness podcast. I'm your host, Luis Martin, the art engineer. Let me take you with me. Listen in for conversations with artists and culture makers alike as we talk about their creative practice and what moves them. Let me share my wax poetic monologues and how to activate your creativity to live an inspired and more beautiful life. That's right, I said beautiful. Welcome to the studio. I'm glad you're here. Hi, dear listeners. I hope you're doing good with where you are and feel all the great things coming in the air. Have you heard the latest Studio Confessions episode? If you're new here, welcome. I'm really glad you're here. Please take the time to listen to my conversations with some amazing artists. Recently, I spoke with Yasmin Hernandez about her move to Puerto Rico and her her rematriation process. It might be one of the most important conversations I've had about the Latinx experience of homecoming. I also spoke with Ben Sanders, aka Brini Maxwell, the groundbreaking drag character who had a fabulous lifestyle show on the Lifestyle Network in the early 2000s. You can also check her out in New York City at Club Cummings, where she has a craft night. I'm in. Finally, don't miss my conversation with Courtney Alexander, the artist and creator of Dust to Onks, a tarot deck that depicts the power of blackness through the lens of the tarot a must-hear episode. This is my offering of inspiration for your summer as I take my summer break. As I record this, I am in Merida, Yucatan, in the Mexican tropics. I am all dewy with the humidity and splendor of the perpetual summer here. Check out my YouTube channel for a little glimpse of said dewiness, at any rate. My dad just got on his taxi to the airport all by himself. This is huge. Back home, he's the one that drops off family, friends, Elvison and I at LAX. He's never the one being dropped off for an adventure. This time, it was different for him. But his adventure started a few months ago with me. Well, really, his adventure started 51 years ago when he left Merida the first time as a 10-year-old kid. But more on that in a second. My dad took a taxi in Mexico all by himself. You see, even as Mexicans, we are sold the idea of the dangerous, nefarious order of things in our home country, some totally based on complicated realities that are more a result of imperialism and American capitalism. That's not what this episode is about, though. But this same lie keeps some Mexicans, Salvadoreños, Colombianos, and other Latinx Americans from exploring and taking pride and ownership of our own prospective countries. This lie, which is based on fear, is sold to everyone regardless of creed. It is branded in every way possible. Again, in some cases, it serves a purpose. I mean, yes, be afraid and wear a mask. Yes, be afraid and do your due diligence. And once you've done that, feel free to roam around the world. It's a huge and beautiful world, and it's calling your name. Elvis and I heard the familiar call of adventure last November. While we were in mid-pandemic, the horrors of the American war against black people and the people of color was enough to drive us into perceived danger. 
with the best precaution we could take and overlooking some side eyes, we flew to Mexico and landed in Merida, Yucatan, where my little nuclear family was born. Here was the origin of the first chapters to the melodrama of my grandmother and turbulent love affair with my grandfather. This was the place where so much sadness was paved in the streets. I actually held scenarios of this place painted with watercolors done with my father's childhood tears. It was this serious. My grandfather's ghost held court over Merida. But this melancholic place seemed more welcoming than the U.S. at the time. When we arrived, we were greeted by a brisk, humid embrace, by streets that glowed in the reflection of neon signs from fleeting tropical rains. Yes, my body and skin recognized something in the air. Everything was new and familiar. Everything was foreign, yet in my mother tongue. We arrived with no expectations, and we did not know anyone, and we were happy just to be basking in the luxury of distance and the feeling of security. We were away from the buffoonery of the White House, away from the police brutality and shootings that seemed to be so unaffected by the weight of a global pandemic. It just felt good to be away. Hear the whole story as I share more about our wonderful adventure on this podcast, episode 92, Light at the Root, and the preceding and following episodes. Listen in as I share how many that opened up to us with newfound family, and new friends that seem to be waiting for us, and much more. You see, after my first visit, I walked away with wings. Merida gave me wings. To be in a place where the American gaze has no influence over me, where I was not measured by the golden rule of the white-centric standard, gave me so much power as a man, as a person, as a soul who was not bound by their physical body. Does that sound ridiculous? It really should. Because it makes no sense. You see, I live in New York. Yay! More specifically, I, Elvis, and I, we live in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And I've bitched about this before. It was where Elvis was born and raised. It's changed since then. It's been gentrified and the quality of life and price of living has skyrocketed. We live by the water in a fabulous apartment. But I feel like a ghost. Well, I can't speak for Elvis because we're two very different people with two different centers of gravity. I feel invisible where I live. As a born communicator, people person, I enjoy connecting with my environment. In Williamsburg, I'm virtually invisible. In a building with over 400 apartments, and after several years of living there, I know none of my neighbors by name. No one greets anyone in the elevator, unless you have a dog which I don't. Elvis and I are one of a handful of people of color who live there. Yes, I have been asked if I work in the building. I often have this internal dialogue with myself. Do I feel like a ghost because I want or need validation from my white neighbors? Why does this bother me that no one sees me? Should it matter? And while this conversation is about race, fundamentally, the conversation is about community. We all need to feel like we are part of the community we live in, that you contribute to your environment, that you count and are being counted, that your actions and the actions of others in your community have a consequence on each other. This feeling of interconnectedness keeps us naturally and inherently accountable. So while it's not necessarily about validation, it is about the feeling of being in a place and feeling part of the space and thriving. The next question I ask myself is, 
Well, then move. Why do you want to live here? And I love this question because this is the one that turns it into a Jekyll and Hyde skit. Because it's beautiful here and because I deserve beauty in my life. Because this is literally where Elvis was born. Because I deserve and demand a good quality of life. That is what has been promised when we bought and keep buying stock in this American dream. But does it give you wings, Martin? I hear Hyde asking. And I can only look straight into the Manhattan skyline and whisper a resounding, yes, yes. But recognizing that the moment I leave or step out of my apartment, my wings feel out of orbit and quite featherless. This mental dialogue is one that plays out in most, if not every, person of color in the United States. It plays out every time we want better, every time we know we deserve better. But the lie is sold to you through fear. Fear of what you deserve, fear of not being welcomed, fear of you being uppity, I get that a lot, fear that this is not yours. But it is. I, you, deserve all of the beauty in this world, and at the bare minimum, a good quality of living. Look around. Are you in a place that gives you wings? That is what Merida gives me. It gives me wings, and I can return home to Williamsburg or anywhere knowing the truth. The truth without a shadow of the doubt that I am magic, regardless of who recognizes it or not. Find your place that gives you wings and go to it. As I take my summer break from this podcast, I leave you with this prompt. Find the places, it can be more than one, find the places that give you wings and go to them. If you can't fly right away, take baby steps. Find images of those places and pin them to the wall. Keep them in your grimoire like I do. I'm not telling you to come to Merida. Unless you, like I, enjoy the feeling of being on the surface of the sun, come on over. But that is not the point. Find your Merida. It doesn't have to be your parents' home country either. It just has to give you the love you give it. Did you hear that? It just has to give you the love you give it. My dad took a taxi today to the airport, all by himself, in a city he had not been to in 51 years, in a country whose dark mythology eclipsed its splendor. He took a taxi all by himself because he's traveling with wings. That's it. Thanks for listening. If you've heard something that moved you, please share it. You are the candle that can ignite a thousand flames. I am Luis Martin, the art engineer, sharing with you what moves me.